Hi, and uh, welcome to Today in the Medium. I'm Dan, and this is Jimmy. Hi, how's it going? Uh, and this is a podcast where we ask a guest about their favourite ever piece of media. You know, that could be a film, that could be a TV show, or that could be an advertising lorry on the side of the motorway. <laughs> so, guest, uh, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us about your favourite ever piece of media, please? Uh, hi, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I'm Serena. Um, and <laughs> my uh, favourite ever piece of media is a reality show called RuPaul's Drag Race. Ah, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so what made you pick RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, I'm quite literally obsessed with this show. Um, if I could only ever watch one show for the rest of my life, it would be this one. Uh, there's enough seasons of it to, you know... <laughs> satiate me anyway so (laughs) (laughs) there are a fair few seasons how many are we up to now um so for the uk one sorry the us one um there's 13 seasons so far um there's a uk version there are only three seasons in at the moment and there's two seasons of a canada one and there's ones in other countries as well (laughs) wow so yeah like you say there's a there's a fair bit for you to get your teeth stuck into you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what would you say do you have like a favorite like um a favorite season a favorite like you know uh which one of like the different countries are you like the biggest fan of um i'm biggest fan of the uh us one um season six is my all-time favorite has all of my favorite queens in there um it's just arguably the best season. There's quite a thing in the fandom where, like, vast majority of us think that season six is the best. Um, so, yeah, um, probably the most successful and the most famous drag queen to come out of the show has come from season six as well. So that's something to be said. Okay. Who would you say the most famous one is then? Is uh, Bianca- the fandom? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bia- Bianca Del Rio. Ah, oh. yes, yes. The season winner, right? Indeed, yeah, she won season six. Good so it's, Good yeah, it's interesting you say it in the bit of, uh, in the sort of community, uh, they think it's the best, because when I was looking through doing my research, there was some sort of, some people were saying that initially the reviews for season six were fairly mixed to negative, with there being some sort of interesting, uh, judgment calls and some drama sort of being engineered a little bit, feeling very engineered. Mm. Oh, okay. I actually wasn't aware of that. Um, But now that you've said that, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Um, There are some queens on that season who people felt like were made it as far as they did just because maybe they were like Rue's favourite, for example, or, um, you know, they, they... I don't know, some some sort of favouritism going on, like the queens that can seem to get away with murder <laughs> um, and others will get read to filth on, on things that uh, they've done, this, um, if they've done the same thing, for example. Yeah, no, I noticed that in a few of the episodes that I watched, to be fair. Um, I'm trying to yeah. think which, who, one of them keeps having comments made about like the length of the, like the, the attire they'd be wearing, and it was always just like a little bit too short. 
and every uh, single time it was pointed out and every single time they just completely ignored it and were like nah it's fine yeah that was <laughs> adored that was adored yeah she's actually one of my yes. favorites hilariously it's one of those things where it's like her personality literally let her get away with murder and she was just so charismatic that it didn't matter <laughs> yeah i'd see this is i've made an I made a list of all of the queens from the series, uh, and I've mm-hmm. I've starred a few of them that were like kind of like the the more standout ones I guess is the phrase that I'm going to use. Yeah. So like Bianca Del Rio, obviously for you know there's a reason why um, Bianca won the series. You know, mm-hmm. I had a door mentioned as well. Just again mm-hmm. the charisma, the personality kind of helped to really carry. I really like Darien, Darien Lake. Darien Lake, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also milk. Milk was <laughs> just I. I'm I not love... often speechless, and <laughs> this is one of those times when I, I genuinely can't comprehend how I feel about milk. I'd love to see you try. <laughs> yeah, like I just—it's so baffling, isn't it? Like the the stylistic choices that milk took were. It's not my it you know, like. I think there's a conventional look for how a drag queen kind of generally looks, right? Mm. And there's elements of milks that I was like, that's audacious, and I appreciate it for what it is. You know? Yeah. This was really kind of like one of the seasons where you started to really see the sort of like unusual queens that were kind of pushing the boundaries of drag. Yeah. Um, milk is definitely one of the standout people for that. Um, you know not every it didn't really um wasn't really everybody's cup of tea but i really appreciated what like milk was bringing especially the i don't know if you saw the episode where she basically came out as like sexy pinocchio and <laughs> I, I didn't and i'm actually really sad i didn't watch that episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, she came out on the runway as literally like a sexy pinocchio and i was living for it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, um, who's another standout? Courtney Act is a standout for me. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Oh, I love the kind of the shade that Courtney be throwing about, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it ro- works with the Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> it just, there was something about the personality that Courtney had where it just, mm-hmm. like, Courtney knows what her act is, you know? <laughs> yeah. His act is? Is it her or his? Um, so generally, when when they're in the in drag and stuff, we um, everyone kind of universally uses like female pronouns uh-huh. um, to refer to them. Don't know, everyone just kind of naturally slips into that because they're portraying women at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Nice clarification. It means uh, I'll just I'll, I'll you know I'll carry on using those pronouns going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I just love the kind of the whole the whole thing worked together and the australian accent just really kind of was the cherry on top or the icing on the cake you know yeah <laughs> really that next bit yeah i know you love an australian accent jimmy so <laughs> i do like an australian accent there's just something about the way they swear that just really does something for my soul it's cathartic you know <laughs> Aye. so when i was doing my research on this i there was there was a bunch of interesting stuff that i kind of found out um mm-hmm. I, what I didn't realise is that they generally weren't allowed to contact, like, the outside world during the entire filming of the process. 
Yeah. You know, so like there's no phones, they're kept in separate rooms. And then some of the production team had to go and put tapes on some of the hotel doors so that mm-hmm. like they'd know if they'd left, which is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I personally don't understand the, the level of... Um, I guess, is it to keep them safe or like to make sure that, you know, they don't go wandering off in the middle of the production? I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's, there's an element of control in there, I think, because at the end of the day, these queens are, you know, the cast. They are, they are the money makers, do you know what I mean? So um, if they do anything that is like outside of conduct, or if they do something that could potentially give them an edge in the competition, like, you know, a little bit of research here and there can really go a long way, you know what I mean? So I would understand why they're not allowed to use their phones either. Um, You know, like, it's it's just one of those things. I think it's both in the interest of fairness in the competition and also to make sure that they don't do anything that sort of, like, hinders their ability to continue in the competition and you know venerate those viewers yeah i think as well like um we noticed in one of the previous podcasts that we ran as well with um where we talked about k-pop where there was a very similar element to it where mm-hmm. you know it was very controlled by the agencies that the people like the the k-pop stars were working for so it sounds like it mm-hmm. the meat like the the entertainment industry as a whole has got like a a thing for this you know instead of stopping yeah. people going off and you know doing something that'll be a detriment to the show i guess is the phrase yeah pretty much i mean there was a previous season season four where um someone actually got kicked off the show for breaking conduct like there yeah. and on the stage <laughs> what did they do um so i think they had um they they snuck their boyfriend into the uh the hotel room <laughs> right okay <laughs> and um i think they were also drinking as well um a lot because they're not allowed to sort of yeah lots of drama oh yeah so did you manage to uh watch any of the episodes of season six yeah, so uh, I watched through the ones you said were probably your sort of standout ones or the ones that we ought to watch, uh, yeah. and then I think I watched the fine the finale thing as well. Okay. Um, I was mm-hmm. looking through the research on the finale, and something that really seemed odd that I couldn't piece together. Um, so obviously it's shot as though it's live, and there was a live there was a live sort of audience there in the theatre when it was produced. But there was also some discussion of the fact, or the idea that perhaps it was made to look live, but actually it was pre-recorded with four different outcomes in a sort of, no one will know which one's the real one until it's then put on TV. Yeah. I think is something that I imagine is done in a number of sort of televised talent competition type things, but mm-hmm. it must be a, a crazy day of filming. Yeah, completely. That's, yeah, that's something that they do for um, um, all of the seasons now. They like, they, they film the finale like three times 
<laughs> with like with like three different outcomes and you know I've seen videos of queens having watch parties because they don't know who's won yet and they're watching it at the same time as we are <laughs> when yeah. the episode when the episodes are airing on like on on Netflix and stuff and those queens are watching it at the same time as us not knowing whether they've won the show or not and I just think that's wild I genuinely I think that's crazy I I genuinely love that they do that though because yeah like even the the people in it don't know what's happening until um until like it's announced to the world which is such a a fun thing to be a part of especially if you're at that stage of the competition yeah absolutely <laughs> i suppose it makes it easier to you know uh not share it to the world yourself on you know oh, yeah. on social media and stuff because that's the thing as well they're not allowed to touch social media apart from like um they i've noticed they'll post sort of like the images of like what they've worn on the runway each week but they're not allowed to post like anything more than that it seems yeah, um, yeah. and it would be i i knew if i won drag race it'd be very very difficult to not post about it on social media oh, for like yeah. the entire season <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what was interesting, just talking about the way that it takes them to kind of, you know, um, like, you know, the outfits and things like that. So RuPaul was given us, like, she gets, he gets six hours to get ready. <laughs> six hours. Contestants, yeah. 90 minutes. <laughs> Which, I love that level of, there's a level of sass in that, surely, you know, in the sense that I am better than you and I will look better than you. <laughs> you enjoy, like a quarter of the time like you know it is rupaul exactly it is rupaul's drag race it make it make it a bit of a change if it wasn't yeah it's really bad which makes it even worse when um going slightly off the topic of season six but only for only briefly um most recently in the uk season that's going on right now um there was a challenge where they had like only like an hour or 50, oh. 50 minutes to to get ready um for their like runway <laughs> that i yeah. right no i it's right my general outfits consist of i'm wearing joggers a t-shirt and a cardigan off my floor from earlier today and that is my outfit and i'm not gonna lie it took me maybe 25 minutes to get <laughs> i couldn't do an entire outfit, full face of makeup, you know, sort out my wig, get that dress on, because they look like they're a pain to get into, some of them especially, you know? <laughs> like, I honestly, couldn't. I imagine that you'd need that much time just to tuck, you know what I mean? But <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing I also forgot about. So yeah, no, definitely, that would take a... I, I, I've never done it myself, um, so I don't quite know how long it would take no. me, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine I, it's a quick process. Like, I mean, I I don't know either, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Honestly, like, did um, if you were gonna do drag, like, out of all of those queens from from that season, what sort of style of drag would you that would you adopt? Um, I'd like to say somewhere between um, Courtney Act and Bianca Del Rio, but I'd feel like I'd be closer to Darien. Okay. You know? How, how do you how do you cross Bianca Del Rio and Courtney Act? That is a question I would like an answer to. It's like, a <laughs> promo guarantee, you know? 
I'd find it out. I'd figure a way. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um... Do you have a style, Dan, that you'd go for? Um, I don't know. I think that if you're going to do it, you've got to sort of go really mad. So you go the full, like, milk or... Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, of course um... you go milk. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If we're, we're going to do this, we're, we're, we're going... Like, we're pushing boundaries, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that. Um, I would really like your opinions on um, Lagandra Stranger. I love the energy. Yeah? I love the energy. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty wild. Um, mm-hmm. I've just been watching the, the stand-up set. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the stand-up comedy show that they had to do. And what I loved is that when... when um, when the ganja was performing she they were like just they didn't give a shit that it was an audience full of old people they were just throwing the jokes out and <laughs> i thought they were mildly funny to be fair i was like this is definitely flatlining mm-hmm. in some parts of the audience however <laughs> i am here for it i think it's funny so you know <laughs> I, I i'm i'm a fan i wouldn't say my favorite but i definitely you know top five yeah Oh, that's nice. Um, it's because it, it's a shame because when it first um, aired, there was a lot of people that really, really didn't like Lagandra Stranger, um, and unfortunately, I was actually one of them. I found her really annoying and like really try hard. Yeah. But then I actually met her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. It was at a. Um, she did a dance workshop. Um. Here in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um. And I signed up for it. I went and. She was just amazing. She was just really, really lovely, really down to earth. Um, obviously an amazing talent. And, you know, it was the first time I'd even like danced in a good number of years as well. And it was kind of like my reintroduction to it. I mean, quite a reintroduction, I might say. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and I literally cried and she came and hugged me and she cried as well. And we were just here, stood here, just crying at each other. And... <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was just this moment it was really 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 nice <laughs> i mean it's cool that you've actually managed to meet one of the drag queens that has performed on a show like this though you know i've met several drag queens uh, several. <laughs> yeah like um uh, only laganja from season six um yeah. i almost met trinity k bonet but she um because she's not vaccinated she couldn't travel from uh the u.s mm-hmm. um for like the convention here um i've met likes quit loads of queens from other seasons um so yeah that's really fun so when you said you were a super fan you really weren't lying eh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can see like all the pictures with all the queens that i've met on my instagram so <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that sounds sick amazing <laughs> yeah what i found quite funny was again just doing a bit of um dipping back onto the series uh, mm-hmm. When it was initially starting to be like you know, born as a concept, uh, the crew members that shoot that showed up to shoot the show, um, mm-hmm. took the title of the show a little bit too literally and thought that they were genuinely filming a drag race. And then they turned up to the set and then wondered where the quarter mile was. Oh my god! <laughs> so they were just genuinely shocked when they were like, "What do you like? It's it's a bunch of dudes in dresses." And then RuPaul was like, yeah, pretty much that's the, that's the concept for the show, realistically. There's no cars, sadly. RuPaul also was a fan of Drag Race, at, like, as in the cars, back yeah. when, um, in these younger years, fun fact. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just throwing that one out there. <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely. Hilarious. Yep. I love all of these fun facts. These are all things that I, I never would have thought to sort of research. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the aim of the show. <laughs> um please, please, please talk to me about Snatch Game. My god, oh. please do it. Oh. Oh, some of these. Oh my! I'm sorry. I need a second to compose myself here. Do you have any comments on this? Whilst I just, I need to take a second. Uh, I sort of. <laughs> the answer is no. I do not have any comments because my brain stopped working. Um, I thought that some of the choices they made, like, were really clear like there was the judge judy there was the maggie smith um mm -hmm. like really clear very sort of funny uh impersonations there were some that are clearly sort of perhaps larger celebrities either in the u.s or within sort of uh gay culture because there were somewhere they were all like oh yes this person and I was sort of googling away uh, who on earth they were yeah. um, impersonating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I find myself doing that quite a lot, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, there was one, was it Rachel Zoe or something like that? Yeah, I had no idea who Rachel Zoe was. I was clueless. <laughs> and they just got berated for it, though. So apparently yeah. it wasn't very good. No, <laughs> um, but no, like I just I had to take a second because I'm just thinking about Kim K and it was, ah, oh. well, poor Gia Gun. <laughs> yep, no, oh dear. Some of them, some of them were all right. Again, Judge Judy, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Maggie Smith, I Milk knocked it out of the park. You know, that was Milk. No, um, oh. so Maggie Smith was Ben de la Creme. Yep, that's yeah. it. Bendela Creme knocked out of the park. Milk did not do well. I remember that. Yeah, she did Julia Child. Yeah. Chef. Yeah. It was an interesting choice. Again, I think it very fit with Milk's kind of whole attitude. <laughs> when I told you I needed a second to compose myself, it's just remembering all of the details that I wish I didn't remember. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, some of them were just dreadful, you know? I don't know how, like, because it was, um, was it Jillian Jacobs from Community that was yes. one of the guest judges? Yes, yes, she was. Yeah. And I just looking at her reaction throughout some of it, she was like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on right now? Like, what have I signed up for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I just, it was quite entertaining, though. I did enjoy it. it do you know what? I'll tell you what. I think that. Drag Race gives me like Apprentice vibes in this, but it's just people slagging each other off even more, and it's just a lot more mm -hmm. like catty, but in the best way, you know. Very, very, very catty. So that's 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 what makes it so fun. Like I love, I love the bitchiness of it all, but in like but in good taste. Like yeah. you can very quickly see the difference between like fun bitchiness and somebody actually being a bitch. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It was fun as well seeing like throughout the season how some of the like the relationships between a bunch of the different queens started to form. Yeah. And it felt towards like towards where I was getting up to, there was still that, you know, that cattiness in there, but it was 
there was a sense of community with it almost. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was nice to kind of see that, you know, they're, they're obviously there to compete and, you know, have that prize. But I do think that there was a genuine honesty from some of them where they did want to help the other kind of queens improve and help them to, like, get better to, you know, perform in the in the sphere. Yeah, it's really sweet. You see that a lot through the seasons. There's always those, like, one or two queens that are always helping the others and yeah. stuff. Uh, sometimes to their detriment, but, you know, it, it makes them likable at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, a lot of... I'm starting to get the impression now there's a lot of queens who go on this show. There are a lot of them who don't expect to win. Yeah. But at yeah. the end of the day, once you get on RuPaul's Drag Race, you've already won. You, 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 your career is, is catapulted just yeah. by being on the show. The you know? prize is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really really love this show it's literally i'm obsessed with it i got andrew into it andrew watches it with me religiously um for the people at home that's my fiance <laughs> yeah. um, I, I i'd love to hear some of andrew's commentary on drag race because i imagine obviously I, I know andrew personally and he, he he just has a way with words you know I, <laughs> what, what is it like to watch it with andrew um he gets really really invested and really excited about it um i think he's 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 more partial to the uk one than the us one although yep. he does he does love the whole thing um he's really obsessed with the uk one um and <laughs> he just he can't he can't contain himself he, he absolutely adores it I, he even sort of like got all dressed up for drag fest this year Oh, wow. um, he, he wasn't in drag, but you know he was very flamboyant, um, and yeah, he was he was just loving it. People kept stopping him to compliment his outfits and stuff. Some of the drag queens we met absolutely couldn't get enough of him, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an experience. I, I think mean, Bianca I've... Del Rio is one of his favorites as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bianca was a great queen, to be fair. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting because uh, RuPaul did an interview. Uh, I can't remember which magazine it was with now, but uh, he was pretty much saying that he never expects um, Drag Race to make it into like a mainstream medium. But it mm. seems like, over, especially over the past couple of years, it's really kind of starting to push its way through. Yeah, it is just completely like mainstream entertainment now for the, for the most part. Um, that's the way I see it anyway. <laughs> I've been watching so. it for a while now. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I think that most people in conversation, if if you were to mention, especially, I'd say, below the age of, well, I guess I'm going to stereotype a bunch of viewers here, so sorry for the people back home. <laughs> you know, I'd say, like, under the age of, what, 40? If you've, you've probably, at least in passing, heard about Drag Race. Mm-hmm. You might not know too much about it, but at least there's, like, a, a concept that, oh, this is a thing that exists, you know? Which I yeah. just think yeah. shows that it does have a massive sphere of influence. Yeah, it really does. Um, like, and they go on like the, some of the more successful queens are doing like they do world tours now. Like, you know, just like any other like huge music artist or something, they're all doing like world tours. The more yeah. successful ones, and just like they are literally, they've literally managed to sort of like break through to like the proper mainstream. You know, it's accepted now. <laughs> definitely i mean again there was a few um it's nice to see as well that the platform does get used to try and promote um 
like other messages as well like uh, mm. I can't remember which queen it was um, throughout season six but they were talking about um, I think they got diagnosed with HIV yeah that's uh, Trinity K Bonet yeah and mm -hmm. obviously they were trying to use the space to be able to show look this is a thing and you know it's it's time to show that it is okay and that you know here's some like awareness around the issue and using that kind of platform to help kind of bolster that message yeah really? absolutely it's nice to see that the show is is allowing those kind of it's allowing messages to be like it's using itself as a vehicle for those types of things yeah absolutely you're not a user platform for whatever you can really to be honest so um, exactly it's a good thing that i imagine for a lot of like aspiring drag queens it's like a um you know it's like a it's a, a, a i don't want to use the word pilgrimage but you know it's <laughs> like it's it's a thing that they they look up to it's a thing that they not so much idolize but you get what i'm trying to say like i know that, yeah yeah as a way to see that oh look there's other people that are doing this as well and look how like you know it's starting to become um quite well talked about and you know more accepted and uh, it all comes down to representation like you know um people kind of there's people that sort of brush off the whole representation thing like it's just you know people whinging but mm -hmm. it matters it really really matters um so much um for like people's like growth and their confidence and stuff like there are so many queens that probably wouldn't have started doing drag without this show you know what i mean there's yeah. so many people that it's it's interesting because like i watch this show so much because it's just got the biggest amount of like positive black representation that i've ever seen mm -hmm. um and it means a lot to me even though these aren't even these aren't even women you know they're men portraying women but it's mm -hmm. in my eyes it's positive black female representation is yeah. is is how I'm consuming it, and I can't get enough of it. No, I think that's the yeah. thing. At the end of the day, isn't it? Like, it is. It is a great source of representation for for the mm -hmm. community, and obviously, like as you've just spoke about there yourself, like there's so mm -hmm. many different types of community that can come into this as well, and it's nice to see such a diverse representation as well. Yeah. Especially like with the American show, like there wasn't just it wasn't just you know white dudes. It was nice to see, you know yeah definitely yeah would you like to hear some fun facts about rupaul <laughs> why not go ahead <laughs> so uh rupaul was in a band in the 80s did you know i did know that do you know the name of the band because i genuinely love it oh sweet jesus i don't know the name no <laughs> called wee wee pole oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so they they performed mainly around atlanta um mm -hmm. and they had the plasmatics blondie and the b52s as some of their large icons or his large icons that he used yeah. when he was the the lead singer for the band um mm -hmm. he's also had a, a brief stint as well like um that career and obviously with his um with his dragon things like that allowed him to uh, be one of the featured dancers in um b52's love shack music video ah yes i actually remember that now yeah yeah there you go see <laughs> Wow. <laughs> fun little facts fun little facts just throwing those out about rupaul indeed you got any more for us uh no <laughs> <laughs> not off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> well excellent facts thank you thank you um that was a very brief segment so i'm glad that we're here you know 
Yeah. Well, I actually have. Go on, go on, go on. Sorry. I was was literally going to ask you do you have any fun facts? Do you have anything that you want to throw out? Um, off the top of my head, I'm not good at thinking on my feet here, guys. Um... <laughs> That's why we asked you in for a podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Little to um, no preparation time. I mean, fun fun fact, actually, uh, the uh, two of the queens in the season you just watched, Gia Gunn and Lagandra Strandra, are actually, um, have, uh, come out as trans. Mm-hmm. Um, Gia Gunn is fully transitioned, and Laganja, um, is not fully transitioned uh she only recently came out um but really really wholesome like the fandom had actually raised money for her transition wow wow that is impressive which i just thought is the most like amazing thing ever like yeah definitely i don't even want to think about how expensive transition surgery is in america (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's not cheap But yeah, that was just a nice, cute little wholesome fact for you there. Hey, we do yeah. like cute wholesome facts. What about yourself, Dan? Do you have any fun facts? Uh, no, I am out of facts, pretty much. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, uh, did you have any sort of other things you were considering as other favourites or other pieces of media you really like, Serena? Um. So... My other sort of like media that I kind of indulge in quite a lot is just anime mostly. Um, music, of course, as well, but like in terms of you know things that you can just watch, then anime, um, Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter, I'm not really sure how you're supposed to say it, is my all time favorite anime. Um, I think it has honestly some of the best writing and character development I've ever seen in anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch if you guys want to invest in 150 episodes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just give me a brief, a, like, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds of just, give me a brief synopsis is what I'm asking for. What's, yeah. Hunter, what's a Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter about? Okay, so Gone Freaks is a 12-year-old boy who has this weird sort of, like, superhuman, like, strength or whatever and you know um animal like senses just from spending the majority of his life just kind of you know in nature and things like that he's got a deadbeat dad who um fucked off to become a hunter now it's not just like you know wandering around with guns like you know hunting animals type hunter um the phrase kind of means you know, you a hunter in in this world is kind of like somebody who um, they'll be they'll probably be seeking things. They'll be sort of like bounty hunters. There will be um, hunters of like rare artifacts. There'll be hunters who like um, you know they'll 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 be seeking something out, and it's usually quite a dangerous um, endeavor. Mm-hmm. And Gon leaves home at age 12 to find out where his dad is become a hunter himself to find out why it was so important to his dad that he would literally just leave him to to pursue this career um so he goes and he takes the hunter exam and meets some friends along the way and gets involved in a lot of things that he probably shouldn't and it's just really it's simultaneously really wholesome 
and really really heart-wrenching and like intense like it starts off really really um almost kind of like pokemon-ish yeah and then as and then as it progresses it gets more and more dark and more and more intense as it progresses and i think it's just really well written amazing sounds Mm -hmm. sounds pretty good it reminds me a bit um not like anything nothing story related but just the progression i found that has anybody seen promise neverland no no oh right okay um I've only watched a few episodes. I'm not that far in. However, I do recommend it. I'm I'm not a huge anime person, and if it's getting my recommendation, genuinely give it a go. Yeah. Okay. Like it's All actually right. quite good. Mhm. I, I I don't really want to say anything because it starts off again, just starts off really nice and light and fluffy, and it's just nice, and then it escalates. Mhm. So just you know, just give it a watch. Just give it a watch. Amazing. Sounds like yeah. one of me, so I'll go for it. Honestly, it. I recommend. <laughs> what, about, what else? What else were you considering? Um, so uh, music is my other thing. You uh-huh. know, I you know how I do my own music. I sing. I do all of that stuff. But um, I have a couple of like artists that you know I'm obsessed with at the moment. It's this is the thing. Music is a hard one because it shifts yeah. so frequently. Yeah. I'm sure that's the same for everybody, really. Um really really fascinated by doja cat at the moment um yeah she she really i actually think she's amazing and she just fascinates me she just seems to be this like she can just seem to do everything for some reason like (laughs) and it fascinates me have you ever seen her like dance but like really really dance i have not (laughs) (laughs) It's an experience. Um, I'll put that on my to-do list for after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, who else? I'm not sure. No, I was going to say, we've had a few um, collective playlists together. Uh, yeah. You know, Spotify and things like that. With uh... Yeah. And obviously I've noticed that you've thrown a fair bit of Doja Cat in there. And I will say, there are some songs that I'm very dubious about. Like the, the cow song. I'm not going to lie. I'm very confused about what's going on. It. She's just this. She's just a. She's just a living meme. She's literally, like, she's literally the black Jewish version of you, Jimmy. Like. Right. Okay. That's me sold. Right. So I'll get the again. So okay. She's Google video of Doja Cat really dancing, and also <laughs> listen to all the albums. There we go. That's my to do list. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> least listen to moo like you know the cow song it's very yeah. it's very it's very much like you know it's just the whole song is just a meme to be fair I, i'm not gonna so the last time i listened to it was i was coming home in the car from one of your parties dan and yeah i was so hungover <laughs> like it was not a good time for me and it was just playing this moo was playing and i i genuinely thought i was having like a bad time i thought that like i must have fallen asleep what was going on it felt like a <laughs> dream you know <laughs> but no there have been other songs as well that what oh you're gonna have to name some for me shit like some of the big hits that she's had um boss bitch Maybe. she did birds of prey um there's uh say so yes say so yeah. I do like Say So. Say So is a good song. 
I have probably yep. listened to it a bit too much. I think <laughs> I might end up on my Wrapped, actually, to be fair. Wow. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is going to be interesting when Spotify's rap comes out. So, by the sounds of it, you're going to have a little bit of Doja Cat on there. Yeah, <laughs> Doja Cat. <laughs> lots of Doja Cat, lots of the emotions from like some 1970s like girl group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, music's always an interesting one to talk about. Like you said, because it is just such a vast topic, there's so much that you can just dive into. Yeah. And it's just ever changing. Like what you're into, like now will be different to tomorrow. Like yeah. uh, whatever you're in the mood for. Definitely. I think I might end up with a lot of Frank Turner on mine. My top one hundred played songs are all oh, Sophia oh. Spexter's Murder on the Dance Floor. Of course it is. I would be very disappointed if it wasn't. Do you do you want to tell me what you what you showed me earlier today, Dan? Oh, yeah, uh, my uh, Google in my kitchen, when you say, okay, Google, play me a bop, just straight in there with the orchestral version of Sophia Lispector's Moda on the dance oh, floor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. She showed it me earlier um, today, and I was like, oh, I my spent God. far more time than I ought to getting it to do that. Uh, <laughs> but I managed, and I'm happy about that, you know? Exactly. I've, I've achieved something. <laughs> Are you proud of what you achieved? I, I really am, yeah. Do you know what else I expect on your top 100, Dan? Go on. If, if it's not about 30 versions of the Macarena, something's gone wrong. <laughs> that's that's a special playlist, only for special occasions. Oh, uh, right, okay. Weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Precisely. You're right. Um... So, Serena, we, we've asked this question to a couple of our guests. It comes with a few sort of provisos. So, one person who was involved with RuPaul's Drag Race, your favourite piece of media, has mm -hmm. to fight a number of lions. They get one hour's worth of prep time. They can use things like, if they, for instance, have a strong fan following, they can try and call in help, but that only they, they have to make the call at the start of the hour. They only have whoever can arrive within the hour. Who do you pick? How many lions can they fight? Um... We like to hit the we like to uh, ask the hard hitting questions here on, uh, today in the media. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. Um, does it have to be from? So it's just an, anybody. From... It can be anyone who is in any way involved with RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm with you. Okay, so v uh, Vanessa Van G. Mateo from season ten and eleven. Okay. She honestly like. She could cut a bitch, is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, but, like, how many lions she could take? What? Yep. <laughs> so yep. she gets an hour prep time, she can contact whoever she wishes. Okay. Like, you know, she, she could probably get the entire fandom to help her, to be fair. <laughs> how much of the entire fandom could get to her location in an hour? Just the American <laughs> ones. <then>. Yeah. <laughs> they probably only live in the same state as what she's in, to be fair, given the size of America. Um, I hope she's she... in, like, New York or something. 
California. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what state she's in, but like, she could probably if she, if she's got like the whole fandom of whatever state she's in. Yeah. But <laughs> on her side, then she could probably take a few thousand. A few thousand. <laughs> Oh my lord! Do you want to give us a number? Like, are we talking one? Th- There's a big difference between one thousand and nine thousand. You know? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say a few thousand. I mean, like three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand lions. That's Jeez. a lot of lions. That certainly is a lot. Of li- I'm genuinely surprised you didn't go for RuPaul. <laughs> I don't. RuPaul. <laughs> I mean, like, he'd throw people in his way. He'd be like, "I'm not dying here. See you later." Yeah. Like, I just don't see... I just see RuPaul walking away from that fight. Okay, that's a fair point. I'll you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, like, running head first. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then the <laughs> following her out of loyalty. <laughs> you know what I've loved? This, we had the same situation pop up in the K-pop episode again. Yeah. And with, I just like the fact that we're assuming that there's genuine people that would 100% die for the cause. Look, oh, that's they're, that's they're, where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I think I, people that crazy. It's it's true, you know. I just again, it. I just find it entertaining. I just love the question. I think it's a fantastic question to ask, and I'm glad that we thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good question. Yeah, it's a real hard hitting one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm that's just trying to get the number that uh, Lauren gave us for the K-pop episode, which is written on oh, a piece yeah. of paper somewhere around. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think Aaron said something like 40. Aaron said 40, um, but they only had the town. Um, yeah. So it was less likely to... Um, One of these days we'll get a, we'll get Sandra Bullock on. <laughs> and then we can ask her how many lines she'd take. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Sandra um, Bullock, if you're watching this, please just get in contact with us. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> if you know Sandra Bullock, send this to her. See what she thinks. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not that piece of paper. Yeah. No, that's a different piece of paper. Um. Okay, I don't know. Uh, the piece of paper. Was it I'm in the sure. hundreds? I feel like it was in the hundreds. I think it was in the hundreds. Uh, it was an interesting sort of. I thought I it was like a lowball offer when we were on the fans must come, but uh, I think Lauren had decided, or or was willing to think that sort of there'd be the few hundred. At which point, possibly enough people would have died that um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that that even the most diehard fans were sort of the maybe backing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, three thousand—that's a lot. That is a fair amount of lions. What's the population of lions on Earth? I'm genuinely curious. That might be a very depressing answer. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't say it if it is a depressing one. <laughs> oh my god, that is a depressing answer. Yeah. <laughs> so for everybody, it, it's apparently twenty thousand. Uh, oh, however, wow. in our hypothetical situation, um, there's an unlimited supply of lions. So. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Otherwise, we would be running out any minute. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's do some things to save the planet. Um, Yeah. Recycle, guys. Save the lions. Yeah. Let's just, you know, start taking care of things. 
So, before we go, um, do you have any social media platforms you'd like to plug, Serena? I mean, may as well plug the gram. Um, mm -hmm. I should really be a bit more active on that, but we're going to plug it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you can find me on Serena M. Gill on Instagram. So, that's Serena, like the tennis player, M for Maureen. Gil, as in Gilchrist. Nice one. And then that's where we can find some of the uh, the things that you've been talking about during this episode, like the, the singing videos, things like that, the music. Oh, there's a bit of me singing. There's a bit of me pole dancing. There's um, lots and lots of pictures of me with drag queens from other seasons. Um, I met the winner of Canada's Drag Race, the first scene of Can wow. Canada's Drag Race wow. as well. She's called Priyanka. Um, and she's really cool. She's um, she's like Desi. I think she's like Indian or and like and um, and West Indian. It's like West Indian as well. Um, really bad that I don't even like fully know where she's from. But like, <laughs> um, but you know, Asian representation and all that. I love it. And she's really fun. I'm sure she'll be disappointed with you when she watches this uh, when she listens to this episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. She will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, no, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> well, and everybody back home, have a great time. Yeah. Bye. Well, this has been uh, Today in the Medium. Uh, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do like, comment, subscribe. I don't know what you can do on your podcast app, but do some of those things. <laughs> and if you look in the description, there'll be links to... Uh, our Discord, as well as Serena's Instagram. See you in two weeks. See you then.